folks take a stress test, please hold up your fist and raise a finger for each thing on my list. If you feel pressure from endless demands, raise one finger on your hand. Raise another if you need a rest because you live with constant stress. Too much to do with no end in sight, finding it hard to sleep at night. Are you irritable, anxious, and fearful too? Raise a finger if that's true for you. Underwater with deadlines, about to drown, raise one up if you'd like to lay down. Kind of depressed and full of self-doubt, raise your hand if you want to tap out. Hey, if you've got several fingers raised, today is about burnout and you're in the right place. This is the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast with tips, tools, and biblical truth to build your brand, business, or ministry. If you're a Christian speaker, writer, coach, or entrepreneur, this is the podcast you've been praying for. Get ready to increase your impact, income, and influence. Here are your hosts, the mother, her son, and his wife doing business, ministry, and life to shape the culture for Christ. Tamara Lowe, Zach Lowe, and Jillian Lowe. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. Love that intro, Coach Tam. And we are talking about burnout, like you said, how to banish burnout. And I want to bring in my wife, Coach Sunny Bunny, because we were talking about this, Coach Jillian Lowe, the amazing, the anointed, the appointed, and um, how to banish burnout is a great topic. But honey, you were saying that banish is maybe a mis- misnomer. What would you say? Is it manage? Well, I was just saying to Coach Zach that I think everyone experiences burnout. Hello, are you alive and on the planet? Then you've experienced burnout. So, you know, preventing burnout, I think there are things that we can do to minimize it. I think we can lessen its effects on our life, but I think everyone experiences burnout. Honey, do you experience burnout? I experience burnout, and it's such a a um. What is <laughs> right it? now, I'm in the. That's what a coincidence because I am feeling burned out. <laughs> Speaking of burnouts, <laughs> I am feeling burned out. So perfect time to talk I about it. You? I said, oh yeah, I saw the list. I showed Jillian over breakfast. Yeah, so talk. Tell us about your list, Coach Tam. Two out of three is raise a raise a finger if you're burnt out. I'm raising all my all five. Yes. All right. So good. Let's talk about it. Because I've got three properties that I manage, one of which is being renovated, and so when I hired the cabinet person, they said that they were going to do everything, but they did not do everything. So now I have to deal with gas line people electricians, drywall people, painters, plumbers, wood repair. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of the renovation. And then there's like an IRS refund issue that got mixed up. There's, um, I'm having a colonoscopy tomorrow. So today I'm, I'm on a clear liquid diet that I don't like the idea actually of being knocked out and use your imagination but like they're examining your colon so like i don't really like that idea and that's kind of stressful and then i'm packing for three trips for four months and then there's a wedding in toronto and um both my boys are having their birthday this month so we have a little birthday celebration that's not a big deal And then I do all of the meal prep 
and grocery shopping and um, cooking in our house. And I'm a mom, so I'm trying to be a good mom. And I have a puppy and he's a lot of a lot of work and a lot of fun, but a lot of work. And then I've had um, two launches this year with another three coming up. I've got several scripts to edit um, today, scripts to write. I've got PowerPoints to create. I've got templates to create. And it and it's just, it starts adding up to the place where you feel like you can't manage it. So one of the things that I do to kind of help me is I journal. I don't know if you guys journal at all, but I find it very helpful to just write down. And I will literally write down, what are you depressed about now? And so I will just write down the things that are stressing me and and kind of bumming me out. And then I will I will ask the Lord to help me with solutions and write down solutions and try and make it manageable. So that's really what I've done for the whole year, Zach. Like all of these things coming up, I consolidated my work week to Wednesdays and Thursdays or Wednesday and another day. If we have a launch or if we have a filming or something like that, then I'll 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 swap out my Thursday. And then I've got it on my calendar, like every week, exactly what I'm working on throughout the entire year. So it is it is a real thing. And I don't know, I don't, I agree with you, Jillian. I don't think that it's necessarily um, realistic to think I'm never going to have burnout. But I do think that if you are aware, if you start becoming aware, you can back away from that that line a little bit and you can do some things to refresh you and kind of bring order back into your life. Yeah, I agree. I think I think it's an awesome topic. It's one I've thought about a lot, burnout. I've been the president. It's about about a six-year anniversary. I've been president at KBA. And we go to a lot of masterminds and attend a lot of events and stuff like that. And I remember probably like a two to three year period where at these masterminds and you're, you know, doing a round table and you know, what's the biggest problem in your business? And for like five masterminds in a row, the biggest problem in the business was I was just burnt out. (laughs) Like I just felt burnt out and it makes it not fun. You know, like that's one thing that I've realized and why burnout such a problem besides it's just like, it's got like real negative effects on your health and your, and your happiness and all those things. It takes the joy out of it for me. Like I think building a business, walking in your calling, working with people, helping with people and uh, just envisioning the future and creating the future. It's a lot of fun. Like that's a, it's a really, really fun opportunity that we have. It's really fulfilling. It's really joy filled, except when you're burnt out, mm-hmm. when you're burnt out, it is like miserable. It's like, why do it? It's not worth it. You know, I don't, I don't really want to go on like this. So it is imperative that we find a way, if not to banish burnout to like Jillian says, to manage mi- burnout or to mitigate, avoid, minimize burnout. So yeah, let's talk about a few of the things that that we do to minimize burnout. Coach Tam, you talked about journaling. That's a great one. One that I've been working on lately is to combine journaling and exercise. So I want to just take a poll. I like a good poll. I'm going to start doing more polls here Uh, of our live audience, of our inner circle members who are here live. I want to know if you journal at least three times a week, if you exercise three times a week, if you do neither or both, right? So tell me zero, one, or two in the chat. If you 
And it's got to be like three times a week, right? I'm exercising three times a week. I'm journaling three times a week. So if you're exercising one and you're journaling one, that's a zero. So I want to see, do you, are you able to check neither of those boxes? Is a three times a week thing? One of those boxes is a three times a week thing or both. So let me see. It's, what do you see, Coach Tan? It's a, it's a pretty big mix. There's actually a lot of twos, mm -hmm. a lot of zeros, a lot of ones. It's maybe roughly a third, roughly one third of each. But that's one that, um, that it's definitely, I think, a, a good key, right? To get the mind and the body and the spirit all moving and just processing and pushing things out. So that's a big one. Honey, is there anything that, that you do when you think about kind of the balance and uh, you just well-being that you have going into, into work and ministry? What do you got? Chocolate and <laughs> coffee-flavored ice cream, um, online shopping. Um, these are all things that are true. And all of the other things are true, too. And that's okay. But you know what I was going to say? I was going to say... One of, I think, the biggest problems or the biggest threat to burnout is its sneak attack. And I think it's interesting because sometimes it's like a frog that's like getting boiled in water. Did you ever see that experiment where they're like, look at this frog, the water's boiling and they put the frog in. This is terrible. And I do not approve of harming animals for experiments. This isn't just... He's the frog is fine. But then they put the frog in the water that's like cool and they slowly turn it up. And I think that that can happen with burnout. We're like, we might chalk it up to like a bad day. Like, oh, we're just having a bad day. Or, oh, I just didn't sleep well. And we kind of, I don't know that we necessarily like excuse it, but maybe we found a way to kind of like normalize it. And then all of a sudden, it's like it catches up with us. And the challenge that when it catches up with us is that it's usually not just at the damage being done to us, but I feel like it's the damage being done to the people around us. And that is where we, I think my advice about this, about burnout, is allow your the people around you to weigh in. And pay attention because if the people around you that love you and know you the best, if they're kind of responding in a way that's like, what, what? Like you're kind of like, what's going on here? Don't just mow over them because the people around you are probably picking up on as they are a mirror in many ways to the burnout that you might not see. You might not realize that it's not just that you didn't sleep good one night or just that, you know, you're having a rough day, but that this has been like going on for a while. So if you start getting what we call feedback, if you get feedback, the feedback might be a clue. Hello, you're getting burned out. So I don't know that that's really, and I do pray and I do worship and I do all the things, but I also eat chocolate and I also shop online. But well those are those are those are strategies. Those are viable strategies. I think I think laying down and just putting on worship music can be very refreshing. There's a song called Rest on Us by Maverick City Music and Upper Room. And that's a really good one. That's a really good one to just to just let your spirit rest in the presence of God. I find nature is very therapeutic for me. So 
sometimes just to, I live right on the ocean in Florida, and I will often go out and look at the ocean and I'll find a wave that's breaking way back there and I'll watch the wave roll all the way into the shore and then I'll do it again. And that that's very soothing. When I'm in Colorado, I find the trees and the mountains are very refreshing. But I think I think the main thing is when you're experiencing these symptoms of burnout, you've got to do something. You've got to do something because if you let it go on, it becomes chronic. And then it gets to the place of where um, a very scary place called I don't care. I don't care. And when you're at that place of I don't care, you are in serious danger of making very poor decisions for your life because you don't care. So you've got to draw your line further back and say, okay, I'm not sleeping good. I'm feeling kind of cranky. I have some mild depression. I feel like there's too much for me to do. I, it's it's becoming really a grind to do the things that I love. So what am I going to do? Because I think at that place, when when you're aware of it, you've got to put some of these little stopgap measures in place to back you off from from that line. So um, those are some of the things I do. I think I think the nature exercise is really good. And and when you're at that place, a lot of times when you're really pressed and you've got a lot of responsibility, um, one of the main things that I think for most people, for me included, that that sort of goes by the wayside is your disciplines in um, what you eat, what you choose to eat, what your nutrition is. So um, I'll tell you something that I found very helpful for me is fasting and prayer because that hits the reset button. And when you're in that state, a lot of times you don't, you, it's like another thing that can be sort of onerous and this feels like work to me. But I like intermittent fasting. So if you just say, okay, I'm going to, I'm just going to um, not eat from morning until one or two o'clock and then stop at eight, then it creates like this fasting cycle that I don't know, I feel like I make more rational decisions when when I'm paying attention to my diet and it, and it is helpful for building yourself back up again when you're in a kind of depleted state. Yeah, I love that. I want to go back to to kind of pre-burnout because I think this is something that like, yeah, we, let's talk about managing burnout, getting through it, overcoming it. But there's also things that we can do structurally, strategically, intentionally in our lives to avoid getting to that place. <laughs> and I think one of those things, you know, to put it a few different ways, is simplifying is to simplifying what you're doing and get better at saying no to things. You know, a lot of the times that we get burnt out, it's kind of because we get overwhelmed. We get overwhelmed with all the things, you know, we've got all the projects, we've got all the plates spinning. And in a business context, you can have the same thing happening just in your business. I've got this initiative and that initiative and this launch and that project. And uh, you, you've got to kind of wear all these different hats and fill all these different seats and fulfill all these different responsibilities. So it is critically important to me, and I would say for everybody, to make your business as simple as possible. Make your business as simple as possible. Like we we really boil down the big picture to three things is you've got an offer, something that you know people buy, that you sell, that you deliver. You've got a funnel, which is just a way to convert people into your offer. And you've got a traffic source. How do we 
get people listening in the first place. And if we can boil it down to those three activities and, and probably just do one thing for each of those, right? I've got a traffic source. Maybe it's my Facebook profile. I've got a funnel. Maybe it's strategy sessions. I've got an offer. I've got a high ticket coaching program. That is enough. You do not need to do more than that to scale to six figures, right? And if you can just do those three things, spend an hour a day, spend two hours a week on each of those three things, that is enough to have a profitable business, to have a great impact in people's lives, to make a great income. So don't set yourself up for burnout. Don't set yourself up for overwhelm and failure by taking on too much. Like really simplify your business. And here's the the um, you know double-edged sword of simplification is that it takes sacrifice. And that's another thing that's hard for people. You know, and I think that, you know, we've all heard that like everything you say yes to, you're saying no to something else. Like that's true, right? When you say yes to this project, you're saying no to something else. When you're saying yes to this meeting and yes to this, you know, request and yes to this opportunity, you're saying no to something else. So you've got to get really intentional about what is my vision? What is my strategic plan? What is my business model? And commit to just keeping it simple and sacrificing everything else. Like that's part of the problem is like, we don't want to sacrifice, like get comfortable saying no, get comfortable cutting things out and making sacrifices and saying, not right now. That's a good idea, but not right now, because I know what my model is. I know what my big three is. And I'm just going to do that because I know that if I don't sacrifice, if I don't simplify, I'm inviting overwhelm and burnout. And it will become inevitable if you just keep saying yes, 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 and keep on adding more plates and more things to your plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. So I, okay. Has anyone ever seen, um, what is it on HGTV, Tiny House Living? Has anyone ever watched Tiny House? Have you, Bunny, have you ever seen Tiny House Living? No, I've seen a lot of cute tiny houses. And I'm, oh. I'm a little intrigued and obsessed with um, RVing and sailboating, although I'm oh. sure both of those are just completely unrealistic, but I sort of think right? it sounds great. Okay, well, there's this show, and I haven't seen it in a long time, but a few years ago, I love all these people who are like, yes. Okay, so Tiny House Living. There's the the two hosts. One is the guy who does all kind of the main construction, and then one is the guy who helps the purge process. And he is so nice, but my favorite part is when he's like, okay, And he walks into the family with the three kids and the mom's there and the dad. And he brings in these like, I don't know, 10 Rubbermaid bins. (laughs) And they're like in a 3,500 square foot house. And he's like, these people willingly signed up for this, by the way. okay. And by the way, I love a tiny house. And it is so tempting only because I love the idea of like less, less options, less to manage, less to organize. Okay. So he goes in with his Rubbermaid bins and he says, everything you want to bring with you, you have to fit inside these 12 Rubbermaid bins. Nice. And then, and then there's a symphony of crickets and they're beautiful. They have tuxedos on and they begin to play the crickets because the silence is deafening. And the only thing that you can hear are the crickets. And it's so funny to me because, and I have a point, as Coach Tam would say, I do have a point. You have a very good way of saying it, um, is that these people who sign up to be on this show, 
They signed up. They volunteered. They want to live in a tiny house. They know it's going to be good for them. They know it's going to be right for their family. They know it's going to give them more time. But when it comes time, they start melting down. They're crying and shrieking and fighting. And it's like... He's like, he's like, do you want this dress or do you want this dress? Do you, you only get to pick three pairs of shoes. And I just thought, man, it is so true and parallel to when we, my husband, the great life purger, I'm telling you, if you need a purge, if you need your life purged, he could have a business purging your life. He has a way of making things so simple. You're just kind of like, but he's like, yeah, no. So it's, it's either one or two. And you're like, but it's, he's like, it's one or two. It really is. It's one or two. And it's funny because, you know, it's like you have to grab on to one or the other. But, you know, it's like we don't realize that the thing you thought you couldn't let go of, the thing you thought you couldn't say no to. I had this big issue with my kid's school. I was like, what do you need? What's happening? I'm there. What? Five million stars hung from the ceiling by 7 a.m.? I can do that. I can bake 27 dozen chocolate chip cookies with salt on top, and I can lead the prayer team, and I can host the PTA, hoobity bloobity. No. But I, it wasn't until my husband was like, here are your options, because we need to be in agreement, because you cannot spend 47 hours a week at the school. You can do this or this or this for the school. And I was like, bah, bah, bah. but you know what happened? Even though it was like hard and I was kind of like miffed about it, my life got so much easier when I when I kind of, you know, obviously came into agreement, you know, we got on the same team, hoobity bloobity. Yes, it's true. It's my word, hoobity bloobity. But when I was forced to like, I forced myself to like cling to the one thing and I know that that Coach Zach talks about the one thing a lot. Your life will get a lot simpler. And, and I know because even Coach Tam will often say, man, you've got to be able to say no to more. Saying no to more actually allowed me to say yes in a much better way to the things I was saying yes to. So part of that as we're talking about this is, man, don't think about all the things you're missing out on. Think about how much better you will be able to show up in your business, in your family, in your marriage, in your ministry when you do say no. And sometimes it is saying no to things you really want to do, things you really like to do, because you can't say yes to everything. If you do and if you try, you're begging for burnout. Say no. Just say no. Say no. Yeah, no, that's great advice. Well, you guys, I think we have um, we've covered burnout. Everybody's going to go lay down now. Take a little rest. Put on your eye patch. Put up your feet. Do some breathing exercises. Focus on your breathing. I'll, I'll give you one last thing as we close. This is called uh, spiritual breathing, and it is a concept that was taught to me by the late great Dr. Bill Bright of Campus Crusade for Christ. So, what you do is you you pick a scripture like i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and um you breathe in while you think about that verse i can do all things through christ who strengthens me and you're breathing in strength and then on the exhale you're breathing out your own weakness your stress anything that's that's on your mind giving you anxiety and do it again breathe in the strength of christ while you meditate on the verse and then breathe it out and you can do it with any verse and that's 
it's I think it's it's a better way to meditate. You know, like some people are just like, let's breathe in for four and breathe out for four, hold for two and things like that. And it does kind of calm your mind. But I think as long as you're taking the time to do that, why not just sow in some blessing into your life by meditating on the word of God? I love it. I love it, Coach Tam. Yeah, we'll we'll continue to talk about this. I mean, we just did how to pace for your race. Uh, it's a it's a critical thing. You know, I remember one of your your great pastor friends who leads like a big ministry. You asked him, "What's the like number one thing for you? Like, what's the the key to you know continuing this great thing that you're doing and growing this ministry?" And he said, "Keeping himself encouraged. You know, encouraging yourself in the Lord." It's a big part of the the spiritual journey, the mindset journey. So we'll continue to talk about this. But, you know, one more thing on burnout. It's like this too shall pass, right? Like it can be a season. It could be a few days, could be a few weeks. Uh, but we do have to recognize it and get intentional. Like you're saying, Coach Tim, you got to do something, right? Like don't let yourself get to that place of I don't care because that's a dangerous, dangerous place to be. That's very well said. So awesome stuff. We jumped around on this episode, but enjoyed talking about it with you guys. And we will see you next time on the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast. Bye, everybody. Hi, this is Tamara Lowe, founder of Kingdom Builders Academy, here with a free gift for you, our loyal podcast listener. We're giving away free copies of my newest book, On Purpose, How to Find, Fund, and Fulfill Your Purpose. You can download your free copy right now at onpurposebook.com. That's www.onpurposebook.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Kingdom Builders Academy podcast today. Join us again for our next exciting exciting episode.